Welcome to the 20 Good Minutes podcast. My name is Zeeland. I'm with Dr. Benji. And we've we've cracked the code here. Uh, the closer you get to your mic, the better the podcast is. Mm. Um, what I was going to do was just leave it, increase tension, and then say, hello, listeners. But yeah, yeah. no, you're right. We've, we've done that well. We've invested. We've got good audio quality. And hopefully you're enjoying it at home or on the commute, wherever you are. On the commute? Who's commuting anywhere? If you're well, currently, I mean, I'm yeah. I haven't commuted in about eight years. I commute to the kitchen and back to, back upstairs with a cup of tea, um, and that's that's pretty much how it goes. About six times a day. So that's true. Do you commute? Do you not commute? No, my commute takes about forty-five minutes. Does it? Yeah. What from where you are stationed to where you go to like your university? No, that's College. how long it takes me for, to get out of my bed and get to my desk across the room. Pretty <laughs> just crawling. Crawling across the floor, <laughs> crawling up into the chair. Oh dear! And then he finally gets there and, go, and then it's suddenly on. And then he's up to the microphone. Hello, listeners. That's actually—I yeah, mean, yes. that's exactly what I did up until the point that you guys started listening to this podcast today on right. Twenty Minutes. We do our <laughs> Premier League rundown where we talk about dynamic, explosive, unstoppable Liverpool and some VAR. Uh, we go into why Tampa is the greatest sports city on the face of the earth, of course. More importantly, why the United States feels compelled to eat whatever maple-induced wheat is. Uh, and then we go through what we are doing on YouTube and why it is a good-slash-bad idea. Plot twist, whatever Ben is doing is a bad idea. So. Oh, I can't wait, then. This is going to be excellent. I mean, he, he gives me the running order, then just changes it and slags me off. Amazing news. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be great fun. Speaking of great fun, Liverpool, uh, I, I just want to give you the floor on this to clear the air. I know you're a Liverpool fan. You're not having Thank Jurgen you. Klopp has seeded the season. It's it's over. They're not going to win. Are they going to be yeah. top four? Like, wh what's going on? That was really sad. A journalist said, is it over? And Jurgen sort of looked them in the eye and then looked down and sort of went, yes. And it was really sad. He was like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. Do you know what, Zealand? We've been quite lucky in the last few seasons to not have any injuries. And everyone's gone, oh, if they get an injury to Virgil van Dijk, it'll be over. And we've gone, no, it'll be fine. And then it's happened and it's not fine. And everyone is having a meltdown about it. Uh, other than Liverpool fans who waited 30 years to win the Premier League, won it. And now most reasonable Liverpool fans that I know are just sort of like, well, this happens in football sometimes. Happened to Manchester City last season. It's happening to us this season. And we're not dealing with it very well. Um do you know what? It's it's. I I haven't conceded it yet. I'm still I'm still hanging on. But um, if Jurgen has done, then I suspect he's got a little bit more control than me. So uh, yeah, it's not it's not great. But at the same time, I'm I'm content with the world of football that I'm living in, of other than virtual. It's not virtual. It's the, I was going to call it video video action replay, which I'm not a fan of in any sense. Is that video? That's not what it stands for. What, video action replay? It's virtual assistant referee, right? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Video, I know it's video assistant Between us, we don't know what it stands for. No, you're right. It's, it's video assistant referee, not virtual. Of course video. I'm right. I, I never doubted myself. 
you didn't hear it. But hang on. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, um, yeah. So, VAR. I'd rather, again, I'd rather talk about that than Liverpool. Because for me, it's quite that's quite a, like, quite an easy thing. I actually don't know what your opinion on VAR is at all. Gonna, I, I don't I don't know. I'm going to get to it. I'm just going to tell you that I, when I knew that Liverpool wasn't going to win the league, that I found out probably two <laughs> weeks before Jurgen Klopp did. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. good. Liverpool. CC'd on that email. Oh, I, yeah, well, I, I texted him. He didn't text me back. It's a long story. I... I keep my pulse, my finger. I don't keep my pulse anywhere except in my body, hopefully. But I keep my finger on the pulse of, you know, transfer news around the world. Oh, okay. And there is a U.S. international center back named Shane Long, who is, right at best, an above-average MLS center back. And in on your, just quickly, on your uh, 20 good minutes bingo card, if you had uh, five minutes where you'd start mentioning American footballers, <laughs> uh, just just cross that off there. Um, yeah, got that. Go on. Sorry, Shane Long. Is it? Has it been five minutes? I actually, I, I'm like <laughs> I the guy think. that streaked at the Super Bowl. I put money on this. I wanted to go under five minutes. So was I too slow? <laughs> that's that's unfortunate. Anyways, there was a rumor on the on the rumor mill on the transfer window that said Liverpool consider signing Shane Long, and I was like, oh, they they've done it now. It's over. There's no way. You can't reasonably consider signing Shane Long if you're going to win the Premier League. That's no problem with him, but he's not good. Right, that was it. Well, we, well, we, we, but we didn't sign him. So at that point, it was over. Though just the the mere fact that we considered it, yeah. I wish I wish you'd let more of us know. (laughs) Yeah, it would have helped a lot of people. But the fact that a major news outlet said it's possible they could sign Shane Long, that is, that's it. It's done. Oh, well, he has a he has like a fake (sighs) mohawk. You can't. That doesn't work in the Premier League. Pardon. A fake mohawk? Yeah, it's like one of those where the hair doesn't actually stand up, but he's still shaved either side of it. And it's got like the long... Oh, so it's just sort of flat. Yeah. Like oh, a, that's a not a good look. Hook. I'd look terrible with one of those. As would most people, as I imagine, does he, to be honest. Yeah, but he makes a lot more money than we do. Oh, I don't know. The syndication on this podcast is, uh, <laughs> is through the roof, I've heard. Explosive no, I, I... reach. Was an adjective <laughs> on Podcast Daily. Yeah, <laughs> what's it? That or the lax? <laughs> yeah, that or the laxative commercial I was watching last night. I get I get things mixed up. What a load of use your beep button. <laughs> what a, there you are. What a load of <laughs> laxative based humor. That's what we're here for. Viewers. Well, I, that's what we're here for. Is that not why you clicked on the podcast? What's wrong with you? My opinion on VAR. Right. Go on. That was that was the idea. My opinion on VAR is one of sadness because <laughs> not, not for the same reason that probably you have this is this is again the one undeniable fact of this podcast that me being american will be mentioned every single time in the united states i grew up with sports you know the nfl the nba baseball mm. and hockey where video review is used to figure out like the difference between somebody winning a game and losing a game is like you know, millimeters to the point that you can yeah. almost not even see it. Like, is he inbounds? Is he out of bounds? Like, is his toe on the line? And they're like zooming in. They've got 15 cameras, millions of dollars worth of videography hardware to figure out whether this guy who does... Nobody in the world has this much of a precise control over their body to like manage being a quarter inch behind or in front of the line, whatever. <laughs> And the, yeah. But it's almost like nobody except for the hand of God is affecting who's going to win this game because you're so zoomed in on this stuff. And what I loved about soccer when I got into it 
when I started to watch it in the Premier League and I started to play the World Cup video games and then that carried into FIFA and then learning about all the clubs and watching the games, playing football manager, obviously, is that the clock, one of the things that struck me immediately is like the clock just kind of ends whenever it makes sense. And that yeah. kind of embodies the spirit of the sport. And that's a spirit of the sport that's disappearing with VAR where it was like, there was a common sense. Like if a play is close on the end line, the ball just typically goes to the defense because that's just kind of what makes sense. Like if they're able to stuff the cross effectively enough, then you're just like, oh, it was close, whatever, the ball goes to the defense. Or uh, you know, calls on a, a win to give a yellow card or a red card or calls on offside, right? If the person being offside wasn't using that offside really to gain an advantage, they were coming back to the ball, they would just kind of leave it and you just kind of let the let it play throw-ins aren't taken from exactly where the ball goes out where in every american sport when some goes out of bounds or whatever you got to be inch perfect and you can review it and it takes minutes and hours to do that sort of thing so i think var is an americanization of of the sport in a way that it just makes me sad it's like the death of the interpretations of the rules the 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 problem i have with it and long time fans of me <laughs> will have heard me talk about this on, on lots of occasions but i and i hate this now right because i'm a little bit smug because i kind of knew that the reaction to what we have now of var where it is having to like var is now having to decide yes or no answers to inconclusive questions which is always going to provide problems you can't have yes or no answers for nuanced decisions that happen in a game right your your american examples often come down to things that can be given yes or no answers and if and the technology that we currently have in football at least that is then broadcast to millions of people around the world isn't good enough like so for example when a ball is hit and you see a frozen replay screen the ball can often be like two feet wide so as a as a as a customer almost right you feel shortchanged because you know you're not getting the definitive answer even then now whether they're getting it at stockley park where they host the var studios and they're seeing it differently great like but why are we not seeing it it makes no it makes no difference to like a viewing fan right so we now have this weird scenario where we've decided that it's taking too much control and you mentioned throw-ins right and the flow of a game and sometimes a throw can happen it doesn't matter where it comes from what will happen eventually is there will be a situation where a throw-in is taken from the wrong place and people will say, the technology's in place, we should be monitoring that, and we should be monitoring this and that and that, and who did it hit last, right? That's my big worry for football. Part of the reason that I find football so fantastic is that the game that I played at the park with my friends growing up was the same game they played in the Premier League. And now we have a situation where in the same competition, be it like the FA Cup or whatever, some of the games will be using video replays and some of them won't. And that, for whatever reason, doesn't sit right with me. I have a lot more to say about this, but we have to take our first break. We'll be right back. So we're talking about VAR and... We're talking about how it's going to ruin the game. And I, I'm actually, I was not scared about this before, but now I am more scared what you're talking about. Like if they start going yeah. and going back and saying, well, this goal doesn't count because they took the throw in from a different spot. I mean, you're starting to rewrite the history of the sport at that point. Or what about you finally touch the, the holy grail of the sport, which is that the clock is interpretive. What if you say, well, the official should have blown the whistle before this goal was scored. 
Well, they, they can have, the, the thing is, right, the, the review process is never-ending. Right? They can review everything. The problem we've got is that you have people calling for referee common sense, and then you have people saying that, well, it's either it is or it isn't. Now, the reason I talked about it before, right, the nuance of a tackle or a handball or a red card or a yellow card, right, these things happen in games, and they need someone to make a judgment call in that split second. Do you know why? So we can carry on, not so we can analyse it for ages. Part of the flow of football, again, the, the flow of football to me is the big issue with it. And, I, and I'll be honest, it affects how I watch a game. And I, and I was really hoping that it wouldn't have this much of an effect that I would care to such a level where... I, let's get, I like sometimes I won't watch football because I think I don't want to have to sit and then debate on Twitter or watch the debate on Twitter about what a computer has decided essentially because they're like the thing I hear all the time Z, is that well it's the referees it's not the technology it's the referees they are the most qualified people in the world to do this job like they, they know the laws of the game as well as anybody possible to do it. We knew that going in. This isn't like news. Right? It'd be more surprising if they, if it wasn't referees. If it, it was, was the judges of like X Factor. Or if it was, yeah, like, where are the two people sitting in the park deciding? Uh, but, but but some people will now argue that that would be better than having the referees. Like we're in this weird we're in this weird space now, and no one really knows what version of VAR they want. Managers don't really like it. Players don't seem to like it. But we've decided that the decision is more important than the game and i don't think they're the same thing so i agree that the yeah. flow is is butchered but what i do kind of i probably miss the most is that when a goal is scored now oh yeah and you look at it and, it, and you're like man that might have looked a little funny you don't really celebrate you're trying to find faults in, in moments that are supposed to be of pure ecstasy exactly and that, that, and that is just such a that's such a a vibe kill in those situations. Like to the point now, right? You talk about American sports. I watch ice hockey on a very, very regular basis, right? I watch like three or four games a week. And I, I get more moments in a, a sport that can be viewed in the same way as like a football in VR from hockey because I can see clearer if it should or shouldn't be a goal. And I and I lose that with football now because you, because it's literally millimeters. Like the, the reason football in the Premier League is so good is because of the fine margins. And we are trying to sort of zone in on those and take away from every other aspect of it and what makes it good. Yeah, It just makes me sad to see. You're right. You're sad about it. I'm sad about it as well. So we're just very sad. I hate that we're talking. I actually hate that we're talking about it because <laughs> there were some really good moments this weekend that we are just not going to focus on, right? Manchester City are phenomenal. Gundogan is unbelievable right now. And, we- and no one cares because VAR is becoming such a talking point. And it shouldn't be. It should be about the game. So next week... We'll talk about football rather than this. Got to tell you, but, it, it's, but it's still a great topic, right? It's still something that people do want to talk about and do want to talk, like listen to people talk about. So you better get football. used to it because my entire childhood, my entire, I grew up in a huge sporting house. You know, watching yeah. football every Saturday, football every Sunday, American football, and even all the way through last year, the NFL is changing the rules of what can be reviewed, what can't be reviewed. They put something in to be reviewed just last year. And then this year they took it out because they didn't like how it was being used in review. It's like one of the judgment calls in American football is called pass interference. Yeah. Uh, And you know, it's essentially like an off ball challenge being able to essentially review whether that off ball challenge was appropriate or not. And then they took it back out. And the only reason they put it in is because there was somebody just missed a call. And it's one of the few things in American football that you can't 
challenge, which is how you initiate a review in the sport. And yeah. some, it, like it was a huge call. Decided who went to the Super Bowl, one team or the other, and the wrong team went because they missed a call. Like even if you've been doing video review for 30 years, like we have in American sports, you still don't get it right all the time. <laughs> so no. you just have to get used to the pain of, well, sometimes the wrong team is still going to. I think I think I've got a fix for it. Do you want to hear my quick fix? No. Right. And some people won't like this, but I think you give officials thirty seconds on every decision. And if the people who are watching it on TV screens from six different angles in thirty seconds cannot conclude uh, a, a a correct outcome or what is the perceived correct outcome, then you go with the decision that was made on the field and you give power back to the people that are watching it live and a part of it live. That be the assistants or the referee. And that to me speed th speed th things up a little bit. And equally, everyone sort of knows where they stand that little bit more. Because uh, I think right now you're taking, like, I hate the offside nonsense, where it's like, oh, we'll just wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Yeah, you're offside. Someone's going to get seriously injured, and then we're going to have to review that rule. And we're going to be in American football territory of it changing, like, week on week, month on month, year on year. And I don't like that idea. There is a, there's a principle in all American sports that I don't see in in soccer, in, like, the footballing world yet, that I would like to be adopted. And it's kind of part of this. And that is... Um, the, the principle, like, there's, there's a better way to word it than this, but it's, if the call is too close, if it's not obvious, like if the answer, if it's not clear yeah. and obvious to overturn the call on the field or the ice or the diamond or wherever, yeah. then the call on the field stands like the, the yeah. wording in the rules is it has to be a clear and obvious they, Yeah. They talk about that in football, but the problem they've got is they spend four minutes trying to find out the definitive answer to questions which are so marginal like it, it, to the point where it doesn't matter an advantage the, the offside rule was brought in for like using that as an example because that's the one that seems to take the longest amount of time to stop players getting a significant advantage being three millimeters offside you are not gaining a significant advantage you're barely yeah. gaining an advantage it's a cherry it, like, picking just, rule the rule is yeah. in place to prevent you from just standing next to the goal and scoring eventually no. And the reason they put it into review is because every once in a while somebody misses an obvious offside call. They didn't put it in for review because, oh, maybe this dude didn't trim his fingernails today. Not that that yeah. would matter because you can't score with your fingernails, but like, uh, you know, maybe like, he, <laughs> yeah. he decided to put a perm, you know, like he fluffed his hair to, like this morning and now all of a sudden he's offside. You just you just have to it has to be the eye test. You can't even do the idea of like oh it's five you have five centimeters either way. Like doesn't work. You just read drawing where the line needs to be. Like just if you if it doesn't look initially like it's offside without zooming in into like twelve forty p images, then let's just play on. It's fine. No one's gonna no one can no nobody can feel hard done by by that. But if you're taking away a goal because of that reason, then I think there's there's reason to say that's that's a nonsense. I'm just insulted that those cameras have a better resolution than my monitors. Barely. Barely. Sponsors, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> yeah, anybody have an 8K monitor somewhere? There's no way that exists. I'm going to look what, that 8K? up right now. 8? No, you don't, need, you don't need 8K. Not not at this point, anyway. Not enough people are filming in 8K. Oh, it's... This, this podcast would be in, is in 8K, but we're just not releasing the footage. <laughs> yeah, we're filming it in 8K. In they're only 8K televisions, so you would have to hook up a television to your Yeah, your yeah that works. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. We'll talk more about that on the other side of this break. Okay, and we're talking about 
what 8k resolution well something that i needed to watch in 8k resolution and something we just have to mention on this podcast even though the majority of people that listen to it aren't intimately familiar with american football is i am from tampa florida and the tampa bay buccaneers won the super bowl so do i have to clap yeah i clap yeah yeah okay. whoa let's excellent news excellent news they've won woo! they've won this this the super bowl what makes it super I don't know where they came up with the name. I got to be honest with you. Okay. No, it's a very very British thing to be like. What makes it super? Yeah. But um, you're just, you're no, I like so. You know, you sit there in your overcast skies, going, "Well, why is it so super?" I don't know. It's it's the Super Bowl. That was that, that was that was revenge for me saying soccer last week. Wasn't it? I felt <laughs> that. I felt that. Um, no, I, I think it's the one sporting event that uh, in America we sort of care about for, more than the, like, the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals, the Super Bowl. It's actually put on uh, terrestrial television in our country, which means that you get the channel for free, basically, if you pay for a TV license. It's a complicated system. Uh, um, buying the TV license is still just, a, it's an alien concept to me. You don't really buy it as much as if you don't have one and you watch it, you are breaking the law and you could be in prison for five years or something like that. But most people just accept that like, you get you get the regular channels that you get that are sort of like state-funded. Anyway, the point is, the Super Bowl's on that, and that is it's tough to get on sport on, on t- uh, terrestrial TV. Uh, it's also on Sky, which is like the paid service, but you can get it for free so we care about it enough to put it on bbc one immediately at midnight but still uh yeah it's we we cared a little bit this time around yeah and my team won which means i am now willing to sit through another 20 years of horrible football is that how it works then do you feel like you've had your quota of see i see this is we talked about it before this is the the liverpool thing of we've had we've just won the premier league (laughs) We've not won it for ages. I'll take a season of like it being a bit rubbish. Yeah, no, it's I, fine. I say that. I when my university. So, I, if you don't understand the fact that college sports in the United States are a huge deal, they are the biggest stadiums for sports in the United States are for college sports. And so, in college basketball, my university won like the national championship. I mean, as we went into the championship game, I remember telling my dad, I was like, "Look, I don't care if we lose every game for the next ten years." I need to win that. Like, we need to win this game. I am willing to trade every game for the next 10 years to win this game because you can never take the trophy away. Did you, going into it, obviously, were you, were you the favorites? I mean, Tom Brady can't bet against Tom Brady. Well, in, the the Super phrase, Bowl, in the Super Bowl, we actually weren't because the team we were playing was Kansas City, um, which is in Missouri because that makes complete sense. And <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I've no idea. I, uh, they're on the wrong side of the river or something when they redrew the line. It's a rather dumb reason, <laughs> but like it's very American, right? That. Yeah. Kansas is a state for those that don't know in the United States, but the biggest city in Missouri is called Kansas City. So there you go. Right. Good. Yeah. They, healthy uh, state naming. Anyway, Kansas City won the Super Bowl last year, so they were they were actually the betting favorite, three and a half points. Over wow. Did you, Tom Brady. But were you confident? Were you confident? No. <laughs> no <right? laughs> we played Kansas City this year, which is rare because it's like a cross-league game. You only play teams in the other league like once every five years. We happened to play Kansas City this year, and we lost. We got kind of okay. we got beat kind of bad. We came back late. It was the equivalent of we went behind three to nothing and lost three to two. That was the game that we played. Uh, and I so I was not – it was funny because I went home. Uh, and for those who are, yeah, I have, we have COVID testing at Syracuse University, which is where I am. So I got tested before I flew down and then went home, watched the game with 
all my brothers and stuff and then came back and got tested again just to make but like we had the family together for it down in tampa it's a lovely video that i think your mom put online love that lovely moment lovely oh, moment. touching stuff but yeah i remember during that weekend <laughs> we were like yeah we were we were just drinking beer in the yard cooking meats over a grill right this is what yeah that's what we're doing and at some point i looked at uh like one of my best friends who was over for that and or he actually came down for it too to spend the super bowl at, at our house and i was like do you actually think we're gonna win like we're down here celebrating the fact we're in the game but it's like do you actually think we're gonna win this game and he was like no <laughs> okay it was very fatalist but then all of a sudden we won by you know 22 points or something we blew him so, out so so he's been in what 10 of them now Tom Brady yes. this is because because Tom Brady's the factor right surely I like again for, for someone that doesn't know enough to speak with any knowledge on this right he is is he the is, it, is he the reason why so it's one of those things where uh if Lionel Messi goes to a new team like at, at this age he goes to a new team yeah Lionel Messi's skill is going to be a big factor what is also going okay. to be a big factor is that a bunch a ton of people are going to want to go to that team now to play with Lionel Messi is, is the equivalency him turning up at City now, or a City too big? But because because all it, City's big thing is they've not won a Manchester City. This is haven't won a haven't won a Champions League. But there's talk right that Messi, not very happy at Barcelona, would go to Manchester City. Right? Is it the same level of influence? Because like age wise and everything like that, like is, it, yeah. is that how it is? Uh, and what happened was he came to Tampa, which was we were a good team. We knew that we had like the right players and the right positions you know without going into too much detail because this isn't you know an american football podcast but we had a very good core of players on in, in the different facets of the game and he shows up and recruits okay. a few more so when he signs okay. for tampa a few more guys go i'll take a discount to play in tampa to play with him is that is that a, is that part of him joining did he say i'll come only if we can manage to get these guys as well no, or is it a case of it's his we're all coming yeah it's his recruiting so uh, I don't know if you know who Gronk is, like Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, yeah. But the, the player part, did he? So, so he came back out of retirement, yeah. and he went he went into retirement, and then explicitly came out to be with Brady again. Exactly. So it's it's a very yeah it's a bizarre it, the power of that particular move and having Tom Brady be such a powerhouse within the sport is it's not matched in many sports, probably not even in football, right? Like it doesn't doesn't really happen. The only time it's kind of occurred is when Neymar went to PSG and suddenly PSG had this influx of talent around him but it's yeah it's a pretty rare thing I think what makes it rare is that there is and I've I've, I've fielded debates about this question but I think there is no more single most important position in any sport in any sport in the world there is no more single most important position than quarterback in American football and that's obviously the position Tom Brady plays like it is singularly impossible to win in any number of games without like a competent quarterback i reckon roger federer would struggle if he wasn't on the court <laughs> team sports ben oh sorry team sports <laughs> How did that would that hold up if it wasn't team sports? No, I was just, I was yeah, just going through all the team sports. Yeah, I was thinking, you, I can't find a, anyone. He's going to have a terrible time winning the 100 meters if he's not in the 100 meters. Yeah, I was going through all the team sports going, is there a more important position? And I thought, I'm going to have to go Federer because I'm not sure I'm not sure there is. So No, but it's interesting, right? I think this, this could be a topic for a future podcast. Yeah. But where do you put Tom Brady in the current sports people of the world? 
like I assume he'd probably be in the top ten. Where does he rank in your world list? Because that, that your opinion on that would be vastly different to a UK person's opinion, right? They're the best athletes in the world, like right now. Yeah, I think the the amazing thing is Tom Brady's not an athlete. I'm faster than him, significantly faster than him. Wow. He's slow. I'm, I'm and... not. <laughs> Probably. Well, he ran a, he ran a five two at the combine, which is uh forty forty yards. So, uh, does yards translate to? I don't I don't know. Does... I don't know, but it's that, that's not particularly quick. I know like some of the quickest guys no, can yeah, go what, uh, just, like just around a, four. A guy like... on the Chiefs ran a four two. Yeah, uh, that's a full second faster than Tom Brady over forty yards, which is not a long distance. And it, I ran a four seven when I was like fifteen. And so I was significantly faster. Tom Brady is not fast. He's not agile, but like he's still the goat. He's he's just yeah. the best because he hit he could hit a dime with a football. I mean, it's it's so kind of like Skulls, I guess. Like Skulls wasn't so, yeah. an yeah, athlete. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of right. So where does it, where does he rank in your in this in this right. world I, list? I, look, of, Messi's a, uh, Messi's an alien. Uh, let me change it just a little bit. Last ten years. Last Where is he in the last ten years? You, he's going up against some. Again, this might have to be another podcast. But yeah. like, he's going up against some big dogs, some big dogs. I have always Wait. said the equivalence is uh, Ronaldo. He is Cristiano Ronaldo in the sense that every single thing he does, from the time that he wakes up to the time that he goes to sleep, all the food that he eats, all the yoga, like the four hours of yoga he does every day, like. He has dedicated his entire life to making himself the best possible player he can be. And that's kind of like that's what Ronaldo does too. Uh Messi is just gifted. And there are players in the NFL I compared you know, to Messi, like Aaron Rodgers, if you don't know who that is. He's definitely yeah, he's, um, uh, he's more talented than Tom Brady, but he's not better than Tom Brady. Yeah. I feel that. It, it, it's it's funny because there'll be a lot of people listening. I I, I think that are certainly aware of Tom Brady and the name Tom Brady, but his impact within sport, it feels, and I don't want to take away from your <laughs> best moment of sporting life, <laughs> but it's certainly diminished because he plays a sport that is very like US centralized. Yeah. And he, so he will never get the credit. That's the sad thing about a player like Tom Brady. And it would apply to any American sports athlete, really, that is focusing in on like, the NBA, NHL, um, NFL, NBA, NBA, no, MLB. Um, It'll always, it'll always have that restriction of, but he only plays in that one place. Yeah. yeah to, he, under, so. to understand how Tom Brady is viewed in American sports, then just think of Ronaldo. Is this guy, he is a mania. He spends about $2 million a year on maintaining his health. I don't even know how you do oh, that. Yeah. I mean, like he's yeah. a maniac of self-preservation and like uh, weird buzzwords like elasticity and kale shakes. Like, you know. All these yeah. uh, avocado shakes. He's famous for he drinks like an avocado milkshake every day. I don't know. But he, milkshake, avocado milk. Well, not a, I don't know if it's a milkshake. It's like a smoothie, I an prefer, avocado smoothie or something. I prefer my milk on cereal. So, you know. <laughs> Speaking of which, if, we were going to end the podcast there, <laughs> but I was I linked be beautifully yeah, there. Was, you know God, the technical skill in your podcasting then. Can yeah, I, I always feel like links are better said, better better left unexplained. But you know, no, let's let's beat the, let's beat this horse. Where? <laughs> yeah, that was that was very well done. I I'd almost Thank forgotten you. that's where we were supposed to go because oh. yeah. Well, we were talking about cereal because yeah. Uh, what 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 sounded like cereal? I don't even remember this. 
Uh, do you know, I actually, yeah, I also don't remember now. Oh no, it was, it was Syracuse Crunch. Yes, yes, yes. So That's the it. quick connection is Tampa's ice hockey team is the Lightning, and they have a minor league team, which is like your reserve team or whatever, uh, where players develop. And that minor league team is in Syracuse, where I live now, and it's called the Syracuse Crunch, which does yeah. sound like a cereal. Yeah, I, I observed. It sounds like a cereal. And then it got me onto Captain Crunch, and I, I also then indicated to you I'd never had it. We don't have it in the uk Sacrilege. you love it though oh my God, so good. you love it so good it's the point where i actively avoid that section of the supermarket so i don't buy it is it that sort of i don't know if that sort of cereal i guess it's like uh frosted frosted flakes frosties they're affectionately uh, frosted as. flakes are good captain crunch is better I, it's not a debate i'm willing to have because i'm so i'm i'm at an age now where i have like bran flakes and things like that. Do you have brown flakes ever? Well, I didn't know your life was so exciting. <sighs> you will. Bit of banana, you know, on them, just to spice them up. <laughs> it gets, <laughs> gets pretty wild around <laughs> these parts, let me tell you. I know. Mm. But no, I'm, I'm looking at the, the some of the ingredients within Captain Crunch. Um, brown sugar, uh, butter over rice is involved, things like this. The, that was the original Captain Crunch. It, it does seem like wow i've just got i've just scrolled down to variations i can't fit them all on the same wikipedia page <laughs> can i can i can i that's yeah, unbelievable no, there are a lot of types of cap cap right crunch. well hang on have you uh, how many types of caps and crunch do you think you've had <sighs> i'm a purist i see them though so you, what, There's never, a cap you're telling me nope. you've never, hang on you're telling me you've never had rugrats go wild berry <laughs> captain crunch you surprise me Why? You, you surprise me i don't like to go that wild with no uh deep sea crunch which uh the, the berries were shaped like the crunch berries were shaped like sea creatures uh discontinued but then uh, returned in 2009 that, so. that would have rocked my world as a little kid oh yeah they've got all sorts they've got sort of the classics they've got um cocoa crunch chocolatey crunch christmas crunch Ooh, halloween crunch hey. you can see where i'm going with this can't you there's, there's a lot of different ca cotton candy crunch Ooh, wow that okay that's you know how things can be too sweet? Oh, too sweet? That is just okay, death. Brand you, flakes. <laughs> you have, you you have one bowl. I'll I tell you now, you have one bowl of cotton candy crunch. That's the only bowl you ever have. <laughs> that's the end. That's, you need a quadruple bypass after an entire box of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'll stick I'll stick to my bran flakes. I actually have Sultana bran, if you're curious. I wasn't. Which is Sultana's <laughs> and... And brand, I mean, you know what it is. I shouldn't have had to explain. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite clear. One thing it's like, that, yeah, it's, something that transcends every culture and every country in the world is some version of brand flakes. And you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Pe and I used to look at brand flakes as a kid thinking, that'll never be me. And now I look, look at them and go, they have to be in me. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a terrible life. It's fighting off that early intake of cotton candy, Captain Crunch. That's what it's yeah, doing. Yeah. It's trying, you, you can't really, it's like, you know, it's, you can't really cleanse the system of that for the rest of your life. It's just always floating around in you somewhere. What is what is Airheads candy? Oh, dude. That little... Uh... Because... Well, let me tell you. Because they combined Airhead candy with Captain Crunch and made Airhead berries. Thoughts? That sounds really good. I am... Um, I'm going to look at a picture of it now. I'm going to actively um, attempt to... Here, I'm, I'm going to... I'll Google it. Airheads... Uh... Captain Airheads Crunch. berries, it was yeah. Airheads berries, but it was it was part of the Captain Crunch family, which oh, let me tell you now, viewers, as, as discussed, is vast. <laughs> it's outrageous. There is a ridiculous amount. Oh, I've is... read about six percent of the variations. 
It, this, what are your initial thoughts? According to MrBreakfast.com, Airhead... <laughs> what great, great, great website. Great website. You know what it is before you go on it. You don't get on that website berries, by accident. Let me tell you. Is, this is Airhead Berries is ranked in the top 100 breakfast cereals of all time. With what? 100... What? Whose list is this? With 174 overall first place votes from people that rate stuff like this. For best wow. breakfast cereal of all time. Now, the best breakfast cereal of all time is Quisp cereal from Quaker. The second is Frosted Flakes, so you weren't far off. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah, it's good, but it, yeah, it's not great for you. Oh, well, I think that's um, the other. Corn Flakes are number four. Good old reliable, I guess. Good. Yeah, classic. Cap, Absolutely. An original Captain Crunch is number seven. So. Yeah, I'm trying to buy a box of Captain Crunch barrel, uh, berries. Like airhead berry cereal, not not for love nor money. There's nothing. There's none of it. Can't find. It's a top 100 cereal all time. Uh, Captain Crunch peanut butter's top 100. Uh, there's a lot <laughs> of cat. The Captain <laughs> Crunch is well represented in the top 100. I tell you. Do you know what worries me? See, in about 15 years' time, it'll be like Pokemon cards. People will be getting bringing out their cat, their airheads berry cereal box. <laughs> gonna be in a fancy <laughs> restaurant, right? And they're gonna you're gonna have to ask for the special expensive menu. Like, oh, blimey. Here's our list of discontinued breakfast cereals. Some Logan of the Paul of, just yeah, $3,000 for a bowl of Captain Crunch, Airhead Berries, whatever. Yeah, buying cereal gone wrong. Just oh. just in with a, with a fake version of Airhead Berries. I mean, they've never had so much promotion. If Captain Crunch are listening, then we'll happily take the sponsorship. <laughs> a post-human wow. uh, post sponsorship. Captain yeah, Crunch. wow. Yeah, yeah. Bring Halloween Crunch is on. top 100. Dude, this is rocking my world. Halloween Crunch. Top 100. Oh. Again, it's really not hard to figure out the good 20 minutes of this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you come for the serial takes, you stay for the serial takes. It's all about yeah. the serial takes. Yeah, people were messaging me going, is it only 20 minutes? I went, you've got no idea. You've got no idea. Yeah. Here we sit. No, that's, we said we should just title it, uh, what, a good 40 minutes? 20, 20, 40, yeah, 40 good minutes that's it yeah you can have a good 20 minutes or an average 40 take your pick <laughs> listeners take your take your pick we'll put it at the top of the description if you want your good 20 it's the last 20 right. if you want an average 40 it's the whole thing let's move on to emails have you had any emails i've never heard of them all right we'll see you next week on uh 40 20 good minutes <laughs> <laughs>